take it into self-reflection. I like that. What do you want to see out of it? Why do you think self-reflection? You're, you're looking at yourself and you're saying, what do you want to see in the mirror? Welcome to the Value Vault Podcast, where we discuss mindset, personal growth, and lessons learned along the way that relate to life and business. We hope you enjoy and subscribe. Once you get those times of, I don't, I, I don't want to do this right now. I don't feel like doing this. That's the best time to actually do it. Because you're going against the grain of your previous subconscious conditioning that wants to keep you in the comfort zone. But I do this like literally every moment of I can be better, I can be stronger, I can be smarter by just thinking and by just doing it. I'm not just thinking, but I'm just doing it. And if I notice where I'm going off a different path than I know what I'm, where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be doing, I set myself straight. I have that tunnel vision. I say, hey, you're supposed to be at point A. You're all the way at point Z. Get back on point A. Finish that. Move on to B. Stop thinking about point E, point F, point N. Focus on where you're at right now and get your objectives done and your and your goals done. That's how I think of it. So it's like every in the moment, I start to uh, self-reflect. Hmm. Not to pick on you, but what is what have you found is like the hardest topic or thing or action or just part of your life that you feel has been the hardest to redirect or get back on track because i feel like everybody has certain things that are harder than others let's say like for me i know that once i get back into a habit of working out i'm going to but if i don't i can just not work out if i don't feel like it like i just i have to be back on track right yeah but i know that also for me, it's easier to leave, for example, sweets. I I love sweets. I have the biggest sweet tooth, but they're not necessarily as important to me compared to needing to get back on a habit and manually turn my brain on to tell myself, hey, work out every day so that this becomes a habit, right? Like mm. when it comes to sweets, not that hard. I just say, hey, Carmen, you don't need it, and it's whatever. So is there something for you that you necessarily have noticed is harder, I guess, to... Like, literally, you have to, like, manually. We always say that manually. Yep. Just bring yourself back, rile it back in. Or even that it may take an entire moment, like you say, to pass before you realize, like, hey, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have this, that, that, right, left. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Uh, I mean, one, for example, is when I'm in a moment of this past conditioning or these this, this past habit to... You know, if someone's yelling in the background, I just want to immediately just snap and say, stop. I just want to scream it. And I did it. I mean, we cut it out like the last video. <laughs> I did that. But it's like I become conscious at that point of my unconscious habit. And that's where your true power is, is when you start to realize what you're actually doing without thinking about it. Because it's become such an important habit in your life. It now dictates who you are. So in order to change that, you have to be conscious of what you just said, what you just thought, what you just did. And another one is waking up in the morning. Mm. That is, I believe, one of my biggest challenges in my life because I know we have a busy day every day. It's it's not just busy, but it's very productive, but it gets, it, it's a handful. And busy is good. This is a good busy. It's not the bad busy, okay? But I like to get up early because I know if I get up early, I can 
finish a lot of tasks and I can cross out a lot of stuff on our list. But once I feel cozy in my bed, the it's it's a little cold, you know, it's early in the morning, I'm just like, you know what, my alarm's off and I have maybe 30 seconds or maybe I can just sleep in for maybe five more minutes. But then I sleep in for like two more hours. And then that's where it becomes a problem with me because now I go back and think, hey, you know what, I did sleep in and that's okay, but I had a time I set straight for myself to wake up so I can get things done, to get shit done. But when I start to notice that I keep letting it slide every time because, you know, it's okay. If you slip up, you know tomorrow or the next few moments you can become better next time. But it's when you start to let yourself slip and then it becomes a new habit of, hey, five more minutes, you wake up two hours later. You say tomorrow, uh, you know, tomorrow's going to be different. You do it again and you do it again. You do it again. And now it's a new habit of waking up two hours later than your alarm clock sets off. And that was my biggest problem of not getting up fast enough and knowing that I have to get stuff done. But instead, I'd suppress that feeling of getting shit done and I'd just rather stay in my bed. And then later I'd realize, hmm, you know, if I woke up at the time I said I was going to wake up and I know I should have uh, woke up, I would have gotten this stuff done. That's reminiscing a bit on the past, but what I'm I'm trying to say is I need to get myself straight. I need to self-discipline myself of, hey, if my time is to wake up at 4.30, then you better get your ass up at 4.30 because that's who I am. I hold myself to that high expectation, like I said. And when I'm hard on myself, I start to get a lot more things done. I'm more creative. I end up being more intense with everything I do, more detail, more focus. But once I keep letting myself slide, little inch by inch of, hey, we'll just do it next time, next time, becomes a new habit. And that habit is hard to break. Habits are hard to break because it's the the repetition of these these actions, these thoughts, and these feelings that I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a long, like, <laughs> spiel of that. So it's almost like you're using, I guess, the past to encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that works for you if you're saying that. But would you think almost, I haven't tried it yet, and I'm, I'm going to try it. Because I've noticed, for example, right now, our cat, Ozzy, he sleeps with me. And because I have his responsibility, he reminds me of him. He, like, sniffs in my ear and wakes me up at 5 in the morning. I've been getting up every day at 5 in the morning. Which before, I would say, hey, whatever, I'll, I'm going to sleep in at 6. I'm going to sleep in at, actually, that's as far as I'd sleep in. But I wasn't waking up on time until I felt the responsibility of, oh, he's hungry. He's not going to leave me alone until I feed him, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, he he gets fed every morning, but he's kind of fat. So he, like, bothers me until I wake up and feed him. But it's as if, though, if you think about it, maybe it's just not necessarily, I guess you can say, chastising yourself by reminding yourself what you didn't do, but maybe instead giving yourself a responsibility to do something in the morning because if you think about it when we're younger like waking up to go to school like for some people it was like okay but for some people it was like i don't feel like it like what is the point Mm -hmm. but then if you give yourself the responsibility of hey if i wake up early enough i can meet my friend by the stairway and we can hang out extra time beforehand and i know that if i don't show up if we don't have that extra time that was my fault for not waking up early enough, for not driving to school, for not getting past the driver or whatever, the line, right? Or even at work, like, 
when people go to work, they have that extra responsibility to get up every morning. And every once in a while, you might mess up and you might sleep in. But most of the time, because of that responsibility, you are able to get past almost that desired comfortability. If you, I don't know if you noticed that. Hmm. So maybe taking a task that you're waiting for in the morning, maybe that like expectation for something maybe a bigger drive to get up because i feel like mm-hmm. i can tell myself every i mean maybe this is just me but i feel like i can tell myself every morning oh you could be doing so much more and i will still close my eyes and tuck myself into bed yep right and it, it's not a bad thing it's really not like obviously it's a bad thing to stay in bed when i know i shouldn't be but it's not that that specific remedy like is a bad thing it's just it's not working for you exactly you know what i mean like it's it's everything that deals with mindset that deals with personal improvement and development you have to tailor it towards you like what works for you like maybe it does whatever you say work for you but for me i know that i have to give myself a responsibility like okay carmen if you want to lose 10 pounds you're responsible for this and if you don't feel comfortable in the way you feel because of left and right, that is your responsibility. But yeah. Yeah, that's how I was just gonna integrate of that's how I feel and it's everyone's, you know, personalized approach of how they hold themselves accountable, self accountable and responsible. Because for me personally, I like being hard on myself. Not in such a bad way, but knowing that, you know what, you did this way, I'm proud of you, Nick, but you can do better. Because I know how much you have more in you in your tank. You're operating off of like 40% of your tank, but you have 60% left in reserve. You don't know truly how much far further you can go until you actually put yourself in it. And it's like that in the morning. It's like, I know how much I have to do in the morning, but then I'm like, I still go back to sleep. But what I found sometimes is like, why I'm like like hard on myself of not getting up with my alarm time is because sometimes like certain times i wake up out of excitement and that's i think the intention the energy you put behind whatever you think you're waking up for so if i'm waking up for tomorrow to go to the beach dude i'm gonna i'm probably not gonna sleep i'm gonna be so excited i'm i'm gonna be happy all right but if it's something like i need to you know write something down or something or do this little uh side note thing then my mind is not going to connect that with something that makes me feel very pleasurable or it doesn't feel as rewarding. That's the whole thing. If It's like you kind of need to find that reward for getting yourself up out of bed. That That's what I found for me. Hmm. And that's what makes me have that different drive. So you said the word again, intention. It's basically, well, it is. It really is. A lot of things... And, you know, a lot of people, there's a big, like, both sides to this where everything has a purpose and intention you've given it, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, you can have moments where you're not thinking about why intentionally something is happening or why you are doing something. But I truly do believe that things happen for a reason and everything has a purpose behind it, right? So maybe we're saying the same things in different words and it's really all about what is intention of what you want to do because mm-hmm. i guess it, it is right if you just wake up and you don't really have any sort of drive towards getting up 
what is overweighing your body of like staying in the comfortability because we all know comfort is a big drug like so what can i weigh that yeah because comfort it's cunning it can really you know comfort is great but you it's through life you can't get to where you want to be by being comfortable at every step of the way you have to be uncomfortable now to be comfortable later I noticed that because when you operate when you operate through stress, are you going to fold or are you going to keep going? And that's the biggest determination of how your future will end up being. And it's more of just, you know, pushing through. What do you think? Yeah, no, there's definitely moments where it's like you have to. So here's another thing. It's what is push through? Like I know in my eyes, like, Pushing through is, obviously there's uncomfortable moments and you just keep on going and yada yada, but like what is really for you pushing through? Like, is there a limit? Is there a stop? Do you tell yourself, okay, there's only so much that you can do? Is there a moment when you tell yourself, okay, I've done enough. I don't want to overwork myself. Is mm-hmm. Like, you know, like what are those like limits or should there not be any limits yeah, to that's a good question. pushing? Because... Real quick, let me just add. Yeah, go, go. Is there are two very big weighing moments that stop people from continuing, I feel like, a lot of things while pushing through. And it kind of like scars putting, I guess necessarily you could say putting in effort, right? Mm-hmm. It's putting people who put in effort and then don't get compensated. And then people who put in effort and get compensated, but they don't give themselves enough credit for that, mm-hmm. right? And so, and remember I told you a long time ago, it was kind of like, you have to find your own buckets to fill for everything you do. Excuse me. You know? Hmm. Or how do you kind of see that? So you said push yourself through. What does that mean? That's a good question. Well, what I mean by that is it's not overworking yourself, you know, not burning yourself out, but pushing through is knowing that it's going to be okay. Just because what you want to happen now is not happening now, just know God has a bigger reasoning behind that. Mm. Mm-hmm. He wants us to struggle now, but there's a reason for that struggle. That struggle is going to make us stronger for the future. For when, when we're right here at this level, at a low level, lo, low level number one, and we're struggling, we want to be at low le, um, level number three. How do you expect to get to number three if you haven't handled the stress at level one and two? Mm. That's, That's what I take true. from it, and you have to let go and let God. I love that from Bob Proctor. Let go and let God and have patience in whatever's happening because it's happening for you, not to you. So pushing through to me is really of being patient and taking the offensive in your life when you know the moment is right to take it. But you're also not just laying back and letting everything happen to you, but you're also putting the work in, the actions, the thinking, your, your action planner, everything you're doing to get you to that level, that next level. Do you think that pushing through, though, can also be letting things just work themselves? Because I know you said not just sitting there and waiting, but I feel like that could be also a version of pushing through, right? Yeah. Like you had a project and you work for it for weeks, but you keep on touching, so you can't see mm-hmm. like the results from that version can it just be just letting it sit and letting it do its 
Yeah, I mean, there's like so many ways. That's the thing where like the the human words is there's so much intention, energy, and meaning behind a single word. Just like what we're talking about, pushing through. And yeah, that's literally everything. It's like you already put the work in, but you now you now planted the seed. And we told this to uh, one of uh, one of our friends uh, a little bit ago. If you plant a seed. How do you expect it to grow if you keep checking up on it? You're redigging it to see if it's growing. You don't plant a flower, redig it to see its growth. Instead, you just trust that it's growing because you put the work in, you let it grow, but you're not constantly messing with it. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck at that that moment in their lives. They mm-hmm. keep touching it, they keep messing with it, but instead of that, just trust that it's happening, let go, you did your part, now just let 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 it just keep growing. And that doesn't mean to like just stay at a at a stand view just holding back from it. But that means to just watch it, nurture it and let it flourish. So go are you saying something? No, no, no. Just going back to all the way like the self-reflection. This all plays into it, right? Like when you're self-reflecting instead of and it may be versions where you're being harsher on yourself but kind of to make it a little more healthy i guess in a Mm -hmm. sense it's almost like now you can to self-reflect i guess is taking that right Mm -hmm. are you allowing your project or whatever is to be nourished to grow to let it be are you redigging it are you it's like it's basically just asking yourself questions right Self-reflecting is just asking yourself the questions that you know need answers. Because we all know, at the end of the day, we know the answers to our own questions the best way. Because if someone else answers our question, it's kind of like, uh, maybe, I don't know. But like, you ever notice when you ask a question, most likely it's highly opinionated and you're only going to like the answer that agrees with you the most. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what that means, right? It's you've already known the answer Mm -hmm. because it's your opinion. That's crazy. And so literally take that moment to ask yourself the questions that you need answered, right? Yeah. I have a quick question for you. What? What is the difference between self-reflecting and critiquing yourself? So critiquing is... It's not a bad thing, but it's very dangerous because you begin so there's critiquing where it's like oh I did good I did bad I can do better I did this is like my rating 7 out of 10 for this right and then it is and you take that critique into self reflection you're like okay this was a 7 out of 10 I can do better okay now let me self reflect what can I do to do better right Mm -hmm. that's how it should go but a lot of us stay in that critiquing and it keeps revolving, right? Like this was a seven out of ten. Oh, man, like you could have done better. Man, you were you were shit today. Man, this and that. And why would you critiquing is like continuing that. I feel like it gets dangerous when you continue to add the negative, right? When you continue to add to that shit pile, obviously it's gonna stink. But a lot of us ask, hey, why is it smelling here? Man, because you're literally shitting on your own pile, mm-hmm. right? Like Whenever you feel it a moment where you're critiquing yourself, good or bad, 
don't let it add, right? Like, have that moment, okay, you did this. It was to your to your rating, like, let's say, let's say I ran a mile today, and I ran it in 12 minutes. I'm like, uh, that's, that's like a 5 out of 10 for me, that, you know, I've been running pretty good lately, this, I don't know, I know I didn't try hard enough, like, obviously it shows a 12 minute mile for me like that that's not good for the stats that I've been making maybe I have a run this weekend that we have to do maybe I have a 5k and that's just that's not attainable for me but if I sit there's two ways that conversation can go I can beat myself over and say oh like seriously Carmen like what you're just gonna stop making progress and then you're gonna beat yourself over oh, that means you're doing this or you feel this way now and you're doing this and that and you just keep beating yourself up, right? Or I can say, okay, I know I did worse this time. I know that this was not my best time. What can I do to be better? Mm. What can I do? It's the questioning that you know those answers are going to help you. That is self-reflection. The reflection of yourself that you want to be from the questions you know the answers to and you want the answers to. I like that. So it's solution-oriented compared to problem-oriented. Yeah, you you never mm. want to stay in that negative state. If No, seriously, like if I were to, again, to the mile thing, if I were to run this mile and it's in 12 minutes and then I say, hey, that mile sucked, and then, hey, man, I could have done better. Oh, does that mean I have, I have to get better shoes. No, you know what? And then the excuses come. And then the critique on mm. it can be now I'm critiquing my body. And now I'm critiquing how I feel about myself, what I've been eating, what I've been doing. And, you know, that's an listen. It's always okay to say, hey, I know I haven't been eating well. I know I haven't been doing this. I know I don't feel comfortable in my body right now. But the moment you start telling yourself, oh, I just I feel fat. I feel ugly. I feel this. And you keep on adding to one situation that's when the critiquing it's useless mm-hmm. critiquing can be useful but how are you going to make it useful how are you going to make it solution oriented how are you going to get something out of it take it into self-reflection i like that what do you want to see out of it why do you think self-reflection you're you're looking at yourself and you're saying what do you want to see in the mirror mm-hmm. what, what mile do i want to run do i want to run an eight mi- minute mile a nine minute mile 10 minute mile whatever it is what do i want to see in the mirror what results do i want to see so self-reflection is not your current like not necessarily based on your current results but it's more of what you can be how you can be better it's not what you can be better at but it's how you can be better and not beating yourself up constantly of what you currently did but knowing that you're going to be better and knowing that you can be better there's another thing it's like trusting in yourself having that self-assurance that you that moment where you went from critiquing yourself to self-reflecting that you have that self-assurance in yourself like hey if this is how i feel now i know that i can work my way up to feel the way i want to to make the results that i want to make but i feel like that's the part most people are scared of right we're most scared of thinking that that moment where you know it's gonna be okay like it sounds weird but a lot of people are scared of that moment where you're like i'm gonna be okay and i'm saying that because Mm. the reason why it's one of the scariest moments in a lot of people a lot of people's lives is because it doesn't feel real 
as humans, we naturally begin to think negatively. And it's your job to make it a habit to start to think positively and good terms and solution oriented in the right direction for your own good, right? I, I can't mm. sit around telling myself, hey, I'm never gonna make it. What good is that gonna do me, right? But when you get that moment, you're like, this is working, I'm, I'm okay. That moment for a lot of people causes stress and anxiety because it's like, is it real? Is it gonna last? Am I good enough for this? Am I this? Like, it's that self-doubt that that moment scares a lot of people. And I say that because I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And it takes a long time for someone to admit it. I've been in that moment. I've felt that moment before. And it's like, that is when you have to prove to yourself that you can manually flip the script. You can remind yourself that you will make it. You know, what is your you know that's a really good one we've been talking about with someone else it was like like oprah says like what is your intention that you're setting mm -hmm. like where do you want to go what do you want to be and do you know you can make it if you knew it back then why is it you're doubting yourself now hey guys real quick if you're new to the podcast check out our 90 minute power sessions coaching program social media posts blogs and the recorded podcast on our youtube Hundreds of hours of training, certifications, multiple figures, and so much passion was put into what we do so we are able to serve as many people as possible the best way we can. Making the choice to develop a growth mindset allows you to create extraordinary businesses and lives in order to save mass amount of time, money, and mental clarity. So that's what we do. Don't forget to keep an eye out for up-and-coming workshops. Go check it out. Let's get back to the show. Mm, right. You sacrificed so much already. What is the point of quitting now? So, self reflection. Do you think that relates to self like self affirming, like talking yourself, saying how you good you feel about yourself, like complimenting yourself? I think that's something that can happen after you've reflected, right? Like, I feel like that helps with the point of giving yourself credit. Like, and again, this is not like saying you know support yourself for doing something bad no it's running back to the mile thing i run a 12 minute mile but hey i didn't even want to run today i talked to myself i told myself hey you can do better here's what we can do i can start watching youtube videos on how to run better i can go ask a runner mm -hmm. and this and that but hey i'm gonna give myself the credit like you got out of bed you went and ran that mile at six in the morning even though you didn't want to, you didn't, yep. right? I can give myself that credit because it's not necessarily that every, nobody deserves to feel anything. I know sometimes I'll slip up and I say, oh, you deserve it. But in reality, no one deserves to feel anything. But we should all feel good about ourselves because I know everyone's worked for it. But we haven't given ourselves the credit enough to feel that way. It's like... I remember I told you this, I think it was yesterday, where this plays into multiple scenarios of your life. This could be when you're exercising, when you're running or lifting or uh, doing a sport. This can even be when you're reading. And I find this happens a lot when I exercise and when I read. It's when I get this sudden moment, I'm doing the activity, but then I get this sudden moment to quit because it doesn't feel comfortable to me. 
and it feels like maybe hmm, I'm not focused enough or maybe I just don't feel as good to continue you know maybe I can continue later which is procrastination I'm just pushing it aside and suppressing my feelings but it's not wanting to continue with the action and it feels comfortable to just stop but it's like once you go past that level that terror barrier of you know you're introducing um a y thought with your x thought current program database it's going to be a whole nightmare because your mind right now is focused on the x thought but you're introducing a new activity uh that is that y thought that's coming in and that's where that terror barrier comes in and your mind just clashes with uh with itself and then once you get in that moment once you're reading a book or doing activity you're exercising and you're just at that state of i don't feel like doing this you need to continue going forward and to come and to just keep doing it because five or ten minutes later it's going to feel natural and mm-hmm. then you'll feel much more focused you have more energy and you'll be much more happier but you won't be fulfilled and you will really not be happy once you know that you actually quit you know i've noticed like once you accept right the fact that you're gonna be uncomfortable the that uncomfortable state lasts so much shorter Mm-hmm. But even if you're pushing through and you haven't accepted the fact that that moment's going to be uncomfortable, it is still extremely uncomfortable the entire way. And of course, at the end, it's going to feel great. But I've really come to terms and realized the more you accept the fact that, hey, it's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit and I just got to keep on going, I'm going to feel better at the end. That uncomfortable state, and it may just be out of like, it may be a new drive, it may be a new, or just the fact that we've accepted that fact, but it feels shorter. It's kind of like when we used to lift weights, right? Like when I wanted a deadlift and we were maxing out, we used to say like, just get past the three seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're pulling and it feels like you're not getting it, but if you just keep on pulling, it'll mm. come up. And every single time it came up, like every Great single example. time we kept maxing out. And obviously until like, we just like literally could not get the weight up. And I remember, remember I told you, I was like, and I just realized this, I just connected it, like, whenever I'm afraid to do something, I just count it, I just go, whatever, just one, two, three, I shut off my mind, and I go do it, and, like, seriously, that, and who knows, maybe the three thing is a thing, but doing that, for me, has helped me kind of be like, you know what, you're gonna do it anyways, just do it, and whatever happens, happens, you can deal with the results, and it's help with that uncomfortable state get past it and just not make it feel as long so that's where i say it's like our minds our bodies the way we think the way we act the way we feel operates automatically based on past programming past conditioning on ourselves and our environment around us and that's when like you like what you say and i love how you say this is that we turn our minds into manual mode it's when you feel that moment of that disbelief or you feel very uncomfortable you start to get the doubt and it becomes worry and you feel fearful and you get anxiety of hey i don't know if i can do this i don't want to do this but if you just keep going right there just five more minutes or that three more seconds when you're lifting just keep pulling you always go up and if you don't go up you know you can rebuild and do it again and that's what i notice is we operate automatic but there's certain times where we need to operate manual and say hey one more step forward one more second pulling or just one more anything and just just keep going yeah 
you know, there's so many, like, techniques to it. I just, I was going over them in my head to kind of get past that uncomfortable moment, right? Hold on, give me a second. Oh, excuse me. But there's obviously pushing through manually. There's, like, I did count to three. Shut off your mind. Shut it. Shut. Shut off your mind. Like, completely stop allowing yourself to overthink and do it. And then there's also finding a reason behind an intention, a why, right? We talk a lot about why because our company is called because of why, but people don't realize that you may have a really big why, but in different moments of your life, different whys will apply. Mm -hmm. Different things will be stronger than others. And that doesn't mean have guilt because that really big why doesn't push you enough that day. Mm -hmm. No, it's just the fact that our minds need constant change and growth and development like we want we thrive off of having multiple things to push with and that's even better it's like it's like you get that sudden spark that why it becomes that spark in your life it ignites that fire in you you want to keep doing it and it wakes you up in the morning it it makes you determined and it makes you have that grit to just do it right but sometimes that spark dies down and then that's when you shift to another why you have and ignite that spark so it's like you said, the filling the bucket thing, is that what you meant? Yeah, back to that. It's yeah. kind of just finding what fills your bucket. Because a bucket, right? And what I mean by bucket is like you may have a moral bucket to b- b- fill, a faith bucket to fill, a monetary bucket to fill. But well, one is still kind of loading, right? Think about it this way. Maybe it's a ceramic but oh, They're all ceramic buckets, right? And maybe one has a hole in it and you just keep trying to fill it and you keep trying to fill it but you know it's just seeking it's coming out and it's all the water is just coming out every time you fill it but if you just patch it and you let it dry and you go fill another bucket you're still gonna feel fulfilled yeah. you're still gonna feel good right it's the same thing with your whys like if one why is just you keep on beating it and constantly using it and it's great you know like it's a good driver and it pushes you but at some point it's it just doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. It just may be it's a little overused and it needs a little break. Mm. Everything needs a little break sometimes, okay? You need a break sometimes. You felt it. Why wouldn't your why need a little break from you constantly, constantly only using that? Maybe that is your moment where you have to say, hey, am I really only doing this thing for one single reason? And if that one single reason isn't driving me anymore, why am I still doing this? Sit down and talk to yourself. Self-reflect. There we go. Yep. Why am I still doing this? And then I promise you, if if it's something you really want to do, you really love, or you really want that result, there's going to be more than one why. Whether it's for yourself, for someone else, for something specific you want to see, there's going to be a driver that you're going to automatically find a spark in at some point and say, you know what? This wasn't just for blank. Mm-hmm. It's also for blank. And this will also give me blank. And it's and then it's like refining that imagination, right? When we have an idea and it begins to spark and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then this is going to happen. And then, oh, my gosh, and this is going to happen. And then, oh, I'm going to see this. And all of this is good. Like you, you start to feel that again, right? And that our minds want that. Our minds want to be constantly fed this imagination of what we want. That's it's because yeah. our minds look for change. Our minds do. and And not that the same thing isn't it's not that the same thing is a bad thing it's just that 
sometimes you need to look at it at a different perspective, right? We've talked about how important seeing things in a different perspective in certain times, it can be really important because if you think about it, if I didn't change my perspective, let's say listening to people's opinions, right? Life is not a debating contest. Unless you're in a debate club, mm-hmm. I'm not fighting with anyone. People have opinions, and that's fine. I respect other people's opinions. Just because I may not always agree with someone else doesn't make me a bad person. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Because I respect someone else's opinion. And I expect someone to respect mine. And if they don't like my opinion, that's completely okay with me. As long as we, I can have a conversation but if my perspective was, I have the right opinion, only I, like, why would you not agree with me? If I only mm-hmm. had that perspective, that conversation would be a fight. It wouldn't be a discussion, right? A back and forth, like, hey, I think it's this way. No, you know what? I think it's this way. But here's my reason to this. And here's my reason to this. Who knows what the hell you learn on the other side? But when it starts to become, you know what? What is wrong with you? How could you ever think that? And this and that. Right, it's you're judging the other person, you're throwing mm. all this backlash, you're hitting all this negativity. Obviously it's gonna come right back. Obviously the other person is A not gonna wanna talk or B not feel like the conversation is going anywhere, or C they're just literally gonna be attacking you right back. Mm-hmm. Right? You a lot of times what you give out, you get back. We all know that. What you give out into the world, what you give out to someone else, it's gonna come right back. And someone else said this, I think it was one of our other friends, they said when stuff like that happens, it's not always directly in that moment. Maybe it was from church. When you put yeah. out something and it comes back to you, right, good or bad, it may not be directly in that moment, right? If you help someone cross the road, not that we're expecting anything back, but yeah, she may not give you $100 for such a good deed, but later on, maybe you end up passing the exam that you've been waiting for Mm -hmm. or maybe you get that good news later on in a couple months like and again it's not like you have to go around every day like oh i'm gonna do good deeds because it's gonna come around no it's just sometimes you have to realize like hey doing good things does feel good and you really start to realize the good that comes to you too Mm. you know so it's like that's what i like to say too it's what we pray for, what we, whoever we talk to, uh, it always comes true. But it's just that we're not conscious of it actually coming true. It's because we don't really think in the moment of, hey, you know, God, I wanted A result. But we got B result, and B result's better than A. But we don't see that it's what we wanted because what God sees that is better for us, we're only seeing what we think is good for us. Does that make sense? So it's kind of saying like, I, I wanted the oh, A result, I know what you mean. Yeah. but God gave us the God gave me the B, which means He gave me something better. But I'm just looking for the okay. I'm not looking yeah. for the better, and that's yeah. that's the thing of why a lot of people get stuck in their heads and they're just dissatisfied with life because they do get every, everyone gets everything they pray for and ask for. It's just in a different, uh, what is it? A different whatever is like, meant clothing. for you is. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this this plays, we say God because obviously we're, we're religious, but whoever you talk to, whoever you pray for, whatever mm-hmm. you believe in, it's the same concept. Like, if you want something, 
and you really, really want it, right? It's going to happen at some point. It may not be exactly what you said, but it's definitely what was meant for you. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who has gone through moments of up and down, just like everybody, and I always say there's someone who's always been through worse than you, less than you, it doesn't matter. Everyone's going through their own moments in life, right? What was I going into again? <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about God and like oh, what people oh, yeah. go through all the ups and downs. Yeah, whatever you're going through, everything is meant for a reason, right? If you are really going through a down moment, that's only because it's preparing you for the really highs, right? You can't feel super, super, super up in the highs if you've never felt lows. And I always like to say like, the only reason we feel such happiness is because at some point we've compared it to the sadness that we felt, right? Mm. You have to go through that heartbeat life, the up and down and up and down. We can't go flatlined. You know, I already know, like, feeling nothing is, I guess, worse than feeling sad, feeling happy. It's not something you want to feel, obviously, mm. right? You want to have some sort of feeling because that's just how you're going to get through everything as low as you can get you're going to get up high again at some point you're going to feel better you're yeah. going to do better you're going to get back up there you just you have to have at some point that confidence in yourself that real almost dependence on yourself that you're going to be okay mm -hmm. and that you can get yourself out of it and if you can't it's time to put the ego away and get some help go ask someone hey Look, this project isn't going how I want to. Maybe I need to learn something. Maybe I need to go do more of this. Maybe I need to go back and review this. Right? Ego gets in the way of our own progression. Progression. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, a lot of times, question, we're like, why are we not moving? Are you allowing yourself to get better? Are you allowing yourself to progress? Ooh. I saw this quote on uh, Facebook. It's if you sorry, ooh, if you allow yourself if you allow yourself to struggle, then you're allowing yourself to also win. Mm -hmm. If you allow yourself to fail, you're also allowing yourself to succeed. I mean, that's not exactly like verbatim, but I I like made that like my words. But it's like around the certain realm of that, it's. In order to become a success and what that means in your own eyes, you're going to have to fail along the way. And that's okay. Yeah. You have to know that it's okay and not linger on the fact. Of, then again, we're not self-critiquing ourselves. We're self-reflecting on ourselves. We're not lingering and staying on the, the negative result, the bad result that we didn't like. But instead, we're finding a solution of, hey, how can I do better? How can I be better? That's... The general gist of this yeah and like honestly it also plays back to what you're saying like accepting it's so hard for a lot of people to just accept the fact of what is going on and it's not saying accept your failure but you kind of have to right accept the fact that it happened and you can go succeed again but if you don't accept something that just happened like hey this just happened to me okay it happened mm -hmm. reflect on it or not, whatever it is, but go the up way, right? Go be better, go do better, go find ways that you can improve either yourself or the situation in any way, right? And as cliche as it sounds, 
it really does help. Like, I can't stress enough how orienting your mind positively, obviously, like, staying, you're not naive. No one's naive enough to just, like, not at some point see the negative, right? Mm -hmm. It's there. It's always going to be there. But what are you going to choose to follow? Mm. Are you going to choose to believe that you can't make it? Are you really going to believe that your entire dream was for nothing? No. Go find that reason. Go find why you're doing it. Go pursue what you want to pursue, right? You never want to drop something that you so loved, wanted. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the like saddest things I've seen is when I hear or I talk to someone and they just like drop their dream. Because they just, they didn't think they could make it anymore. Or they just gave up or they had some doubt and they were just like, you know what, I I don't think I could have made it. And one part can be, you know, their ego's not in their way and they're like, hey, I know this isn't for me. But sometimes you can really tell, right? Someone who keeps constantly talking about something they wish they could have done. Something they wish they should have done. When you constantly, there's always that person, you know, you meet that constantly is always returning back to the conversation like you don't even bring it up and they bring it up if you're in that moment if you're that person who just keeps bringing the situation back up it may just be a moment for you to self-reflect and say hey maybe i should look at this again Mm -hmm. maybe i should try one more time you know power one more you just never know why not if you really have that moment obviously there may be other reasons for you not doing something but if you're really like why not here's me asking you why not right like but anyways so uh yeah that was quite the circle of conversation so in summary it was basically just mostly about self-reflection right like how can self-reflection really help you and how a lot of us get into the critiquing moment but taking that critique into the positive by beginning a moment of self-reflection in a solution-oriented mindset. Mm-hmm. From problem-oriented to solution-oriented. You know, if you feel like you're in a moment where you don't have enough drive, find a different bucket to fill, you know? Is this thing filling you morally, monetarily, physically? Like physically? What is your goal? What is your why? You know, find a different drive. You can do that. That's okay. You don't have to feel guilty for finding a new reason just for a while um anything else no, i think we probably it. talked about other stuff but yeah. it's okay well we'll see you guys see you on the next, next episode podcast.